my dukes are pot dukes, they're two scoops and raise it in the sun. Brother try to rally up, then daily tally for some room. Bird pecking, double decking, rubber necking in my tomb. Check it out, yo, I smile like our jewel marks. I make a joke, pokey pokey slide by like egg yo. Play me like a punk, like the penguin and the joker. Snooping in my biz like Tom and Roxy Roka. The bust the freaky, freaky, freaky way, the brothers with the ATG. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman, back for another episode with Cousin Tony, the Architect. Can we rock? Uh. What's up, Doc? Yo, can we rock? Uh. What's up, Doc? DJ Tony Toka digging deep into the crates for this gem. Now, this song was released in the summer of 1993. And did you know the original unreleased version had featured a sample of Bugs Bunny himself saying his famous catchphrase, What's up, Doc? Unfortunately, the group was unable to get sample clearance from Warner Brothers, and the version was never released. Coincidentally, the big Aristotle, the Diesel, Shaq Fu, Mr. Shaquille O'Neal himself, the big fella, was professing his love for hip-hop and stated that the Fushnickens were his favorite rap group at the time. And as fate would have it, out with Bugs Bunny and in with Shaq Daddy. And the rest is hip-hop history. Now our next guest, like the song's title, is a doctor, a world-renowned doctor of the hobby. Listen as he shares his collecting brilliance with the cousins. We're excited to present to you Mr. Daryl. Garner, a.k.a. Dr. Collectible. It's time to operate. Hey, yo, Tone, take it away, cuz. All right, all right, Cousin Tone. The doctor is in the building. Our next guest is a collecting connoisseur who has a Ph.D. in hobbyology. He's the epitome of an entrepreneur with more projects than I can count. So let's welcome to the show Daryl Garner, a.k.a. Dr. Collectible. What's up, brother? Welcome to the Cousins Collectibles podcast, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yo, I'm happy to be here. It's been a minute, you know, been watching y'all for a while and to actually, you know, be able to be on the show, yo. I thought I thought this was cool, man. For real. Yeah. Yeah. No, we definitely appreciate you coming on. We, we've been peeping you, you know, <laughs> I've been seeing your things. There's a lot of things that uh, that I've been looking at through your Instagram, especially the Stranger Things, uh, which really caught my eye. I seen you went and you headed up to one of those spots that they had the whole Stranger Things uh, set up, which is pretty cool, which is something I wanted to do. But uh, yeah. But listen, bro, I need to know your background, where you're from and basically your hobby origin story, how it all came down there. Well, I'm originally from East St. Louis, Illinois. Um, I moved down to Atlanta about 11 years ago. It started off where, like, my dad, he used to, he collects a lot of cards growing up. I played sports and also played video games. That's what I love to do. He tried to get me into cars, but it was more like into cleaning cars, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I didn't get into it as much, but I like collecting. That's the one thing. And he taught me how to clean as well, so... From there, years go by, and I'm chilling, and I'm in, I told you, I'm, I'm into video games. So at this, I buy an Xbox Series X for about $550 when it first came out. Six months in, I'm playing it, really not doing much, just playing around, sitting, like not making money. I'm like, I'm not doing nothing with this. So at this point, you know, cars are like booming. And at this time, I'm, I'm looking and I'm and I'm scoping the landscape. So at this time, I sell my Xbox on eBay for twelve hundred. Wow! I mean, it was kind of rare for them to come out. So <laughs> I took nine hundred dollars of that and bought a Kobe Bryant, I believe it was two thousand one 
Fab Floor Auto. Bought on eBay, and I looked at it. It was like two or three of them online, and I, I seen that, and I was like, that looked the best. Bought that, sent it to Golden. Talked to Golden. I was like, yo, I'm going to send this to y'all. It's like, okay, let's get it graded. Came back at PSA 10, still pop one. So from there, came back, 3700 And from there, it was a wrap. I started clothing. I started investing into myself, started uh, – after school program, um, you know, dealing with kids and, you know, teach about sports card, things of that nature. But then also, you know, I invest in myself, you know, partnerships and, and knowing how to move the right way. So, like, that's, like, just, like, how my origin story and kind of how, like, I got into the hobby. But, yeah, yeah up with my favorite player, Kobe Bryant, Fab Floor, 2001, Gold Auto. Huh. Yes. Yeah, so. And, and I want to say this. Yeah. I never got to touch the car, so. Wow. <laughs> so it went right to golden. Yeah, it went straight. Yeah, I never touched. I had to got graded, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you had the eye. So you there was three of them on there, but you picked the one that obviously was going to gem. So would you say you got that from your father then? Yeah, man. When it came to cleaning cars, you know, that's why I started coming like as Dr. Collectible. Because yeah. <laughs> when that. I was like, okay, I know, I know, I can spot out a PSA ten. Now the auto was kind of rough, but like I said, the car got an actual ten on it, so it came pop one. So for me, I was like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing now. That's dope. So, so I know where to go when I need my car looked at, clean. <laughs> I got to go to the doctor. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I am not good at. I think I'll know something. Oh, that's got to be a gem in ten. It'll come back like a seven or an eight. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know, some people got that eye, so I appreciate that, man. And I think that's dope, though. So your dad, when he 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 got you into it, he was trying to get you to do the cleaning and stuff, and you just want to do the collecting. Yeah, he, he. I was more into like collecting with him, like when he got me into the car things and nature collecting. Yes, and then I started collecting like everything else that I ever had, for video games, things that nature, yeah. cards and so forth. But yeah, my pops definitely was the one to be like yo get into sports cards yeah. and still had them cars like 20 to 25 years later like i'm looking like wow you know and kept them in mint condition and, and the crazy part about it i i got with my dad and i drove 500 miles from atlanta East St. Louis to grab them cars that he had and help sell them on eBay. I just knew I didn't want to get them sent through the mail. Yeah. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a mailman. I would say you could do that, but I don't even trust them dudes. I'm still waiting for a, a Joe Montana auto that was sent to me back in November. It still hasn't come through. So it was a gift from an, an individual that I won a contest and I'm just like shaking my head. You know, it's like, man, come on, man. You got to do better than that, USPS. <laughs> Those are your peoples, man. Yeah, I put the complaint and everything. Hey, I'm an Eagles fan too, so okay. Hey, let's go. Go back since McNabb, you know, it was around my time to really start watching like football. There you go. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So I, I want to talk to you about Car Shop Live because I know that you you have um, something going on with them. So what do you do on what do you currently do on the platform, and what's what are some of your goals going forward with that? So what I do on the platform, I, I start, uh, got into a partnership, and then um, I came in and, and I showed them my expertise on what I do, mm -hmm. or as 
you know, testing out the wards or talking about apps, you know, putting my face out there and things of that nature and whatever, whatever it was talking about collectibles. So from there, I end up getting my own show uh, called On Deck, which I talk about every week. You know, it's a weekly show that I have come out uh, using on Mondays. And when it drops, I talk about each hobby box that's coming out every week. Hmm, that's dope. So how how much research did you, research do you have to do? Because I mean, there's a lot of product dropping all the time. So how how involved is does that get? I'm involved um all the time. The thing is is that um I get the product and I sit there and I analyze it and you know usually I want to have people that's interested in cars. I usually speak out and ask them their thoughts and I would love to add it to the show and. I go for people that's really into the product. Yeah. Oh, I believe it was like 2022 uh, Immaculate WWE had recently mm -hmm. came. So I knew the people that, some people that I follow and people that I know that's into WWE, I knew to ask them and get their taste on, you know, certain cards. So I get a lot of information from the people that I actually ask. I'm just knowing to analyze and the situation and knowing to reach out and seeing, you know, exactly who are the right people to reach on on each product and each card. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, if you're gonna go, if you, if you want to know something, go go to the people that collect it. They're gonna be the ones that will be all, you know, yeah. concentrating on it. Because uh, I mean, if if you need to know anything about Stranger Things, ask my man over here. I think that's okay. <laughs> that's all the eyes is. Uh, he's he's deep deep into that world. So now. <laughs> going forward what what do you think the show is going to look like is it always going to be like that like what's coming out new do you guys like open products sell like what there's anything else that goes on with that so the good thing is all the product that i talk about um guys like geo breaks and uh, celebrity car breaks and and many others that are on the app they're breaking this product so the product that i'm actually talking about everyone on the app is actually breaking so when people go on the app, they anticipating, you know, these certain products that I'm actually talking about on the show, which goes hand in hand. And the other good thing about it, like, not even that, but we've been talking about other ideas and, you know, knowing how to move forward, um, whether it's me going to different shows. Like, I did my last show, episode eight, at Collecticon, which is pretty cool. So... Yeah. Just adding on to the flavor of me being able to move around, things in nature, and adding on more to the show, which is pretty good for the future. But I do want to give a special shout-out to um, Flamstrong, uh, Tim. He's the one who actually got me in place and was like, yo, I believe in your talent, man. You, you dope. I love your content. Let me get you to, you know what I'm saying? right people and get you get you an opportunity and i thought that was pretty cool of him and that and and that's how that kind of had all started for me yeah that's it's always dope. good when somebody like that you know they're they're an entrepreneur he's an entrepreneur as well so he was able to look back and see you doing your thing and then he gave you that opportunity which i think is dope now the guys is that sports card nonsense did he sell that the dude from uh sports card nonsense i believe you're talking about mike mike giuseffi yeah, he's definitely a part of On Car Shop Live. He's definitely behind it. And one, uh, actually, I listen to his podcast as well, you know what I'm saying? And and one thing I would say is that I seen it on the Car Shop Live app, which got me really in tuned into it. I'm like, oh, okay. 
Like it's pretty cool where they they cater to everyone. I seen spots where it say NFTs, you know, vintage items, like everything that you can pretty much imagine is pretty much going on on there. And I thought that was pretty dope as well when I first got into the app. Now, aside from the card shop live, you also dabble in the show circuit. You know, so there's two shows that we're particularly interested in um, that we wish we could have attended. Uh, the first is Culture Collision, and then um, the other one is a toy and pop culture collector, which you know I'm I'm super interested in, which mm -hmm. be the collector con that you just uh, you know obviously just mentioned. So talk to us about each show and what makes them like can't miss events, man. So well, all right, with Culture Collision, that was that was my first show. I went to the first show. I didn't make the second, but I made the third. The first show, I would say this, it was a cool experience and it was an unbelievable experience for me because that was the first time I came out wearing a doctor's jacket. And I thought that was cool. And the whole show in general, I learned so much from people like Wiz, uh, Wiz Collect. I talk about him a lot, man. When I first came to him, me and my friend, we, we came to him about uh, Kevin Durant, Don Russ Otto. And this was when he was with the Warriors. The thing was, was that when I came to him, I'm like, yeah, you know, we look fine, things of that nature. And he taught me about the game. was like, yo, that is a nice car. But the thing is, you know, it ain't desirable. And what we mean by desirable is that when you look at it, you think about flawless. You know, you start thinking about things like that and what can last a long time. So for me, I learned a lot. Uh, from going to that first show and just learn about different products and what can stand the tales of time, you know, when it comes to different products and you're looking at autos. Now, Collecticon, out-of-body experience. I'm talking <laughs> about you're not yourself. Like, that's the place where you put on the doctor jacket and you go in full force like a doctor, you know. <laughs> and it's like people dress up. Uh, I interviewed a lot of people. Uh, the culture was definitely different. You're talking about anime. I, I want to say it was maybe about 10 booths, maybe maybe 15 booths where it came to like sports car. Everything else was Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z. You know, um, you really had to be in the game. One Piece. If you're really into anime and things of that nature, you you would definitely uh, would be hip. And like I say, everybody dressed in costumes. I, I interviewed this little boy. He he looked at just like Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Whole <laughs> outfit and everything. I thought that was cool, man. So for me, it was that outer body experience. Like, you know, you, you come in like you're not yourself. You know, it's like Halloween all over again. Yeah. I love That's that. Cool. I love that about, you know, when I go to a toy show and they have the cosplay and everybody just gets into the characters. I I, th I just think it's so dope. So I remember the, fir the first time I went with Tony to – uh, a toy you know convention and we're, we're you know they're over there trying to look at the stuff and i'm just looking at everybody else and tony's like yo you need to come over here i'm like chill yo, i just want to soak this all in like like you said you're in your element i wish i would have been dressed up you know like something it's just it's just that vibe that that came off and it was like totally different because right next door they had the philly card show so they were right next to each other but the vibes were so different between each other so it was really on and popping when you got into that toy show that whole vibe that's dope man You've been uh you've been pumping that cosplay thing for a minute, bro. You want to see that at, at a sports card show? Maybe one day, <laughs> yeah, you'll get that. But the one thing I want to say uh, about Wiz, man, that that's awesome. That that he just like he didn't really I, did he really know you before that? 
I actually I followed him. It was more like I, I followed him, Prism God, mm-hmm. um, flip it. Like, you know, like I was following them for a little minute and you know, that's what made me go out to Coach Collision when I first came across them. You know, talk about sports car. I'm like, I wanna talk to them, you know, they was very knowledgeable and mm-hmm. it was straight up. This like I say, it's all about the culture. You're gonna get shoes, you're gonna get paintings, you're gonna get artwork, you're gonna get guys that selling um sneaks. I mean Everything is going to be there, and it's like a party, man. DJ is it, it, different event. That's awesome. That's I, like I said, that it's awesome that you, so you guys didn't really know each other personally, but he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna teach you what I know, so that you can better yourself in the hobby." A lot of times, you run into people who don't who aren't as willing, and you got to find out the hard way. You know, you might have you would have bought that card or whatever, mm-hmm. and you might have had a bad experience. For him to take you, hey, look, listen, man, let me school you to how what, what people are really looking for. That, bro, you can't put a price on that, man, because that's dude. You could have went like again. You could have had a really bad hobby experience, and you'd been done. Bingo. It's like three years later, and I'm still cool with him. You know. Yeah. So from there, it's like, yeah, definitely learning from uh, people like him. So did you? I know you said you played sports. Did you get on the basketball court down there? Uh, I played on the three on three. You know, tournament. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Um, I didn't get first place, nothing like that. Yeah, that's how I, you know Tony and I can ball a little bit. So you know, I can picture us <laughs> trying to go out there. And uh, <laughs> it's been like ten years since we touched that's the ball. Say, bro, the next morning I'm not getting out of bed, bro. <laughs> and then I got to hear my wife be like, "I told you not to be doing that." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, I so you were, you weren't part of that. Uh, what was it, the Santiago and C Blaze?" <laughs> I, I seen it live. I, I want to say, yo, they was going at the whole game. <laughs> You know, I ain't gonna lie. He was catching. He tried to hit like the, I don't know, it was the game winner or the one that top. But yeah, definitely when that footage come out, like the whole game, I'm pretty sure prison guy and coach Clear is gonna put it out there, y'all. <laughs> That's wild, man. Well, th- thankfully, it didn't escalate past past that, and and the hobby had a had a good laugh at, it, as I guess you could say. But you know, hopefully, them them guys squash whatever whatever beef they got and just you know keep it moving forward. I got to ask you, man, about your boy, PSA Poppy. Yeah. From talking to collectors and vendors to getting them to dance with you. Like, it looks like you guys are having a blast. Talk to us about that relationship and in general, how having fun at shows is something that we should take the time to do. Because a lot of times we're worried about getting the right price or getting the right deal. And, you know, you miss. It's like a show. It's it's a happening. So and it looks like you guys are having, <laughs> you guys got people dancing and everything. Yeah, man. Uh, that's my guy, man. Uh, been knowing him for for years now, uh, since I moved to Atlanta, and came through him like you know he does photography things of that nature. So I thought that was pretty cool. Linked up with him with one of my friends, which also a partner of mine. I go by Don or whatnot. I met him through Don. Uh, you know, we all connect things of that nature. And like I said, I've been knowing him for years, and now it's like. You know, he always been to collectibles, things of that nature. And now we go to shows, we make content. It's pretty easy. Like I said, we already cool. So the flow and the content just works so good, man. Um, seeing people dance, like, you know, one day it was like, yo, come with the hobby stuff. And I'm like, all right, bet. And I already danced a little bit, you know, from my background. So it's like, boom, let's do this, do that, do that. <laughs> Did it at day, sports car first. And after that, Start catching waves, start doing that shows, and now, like I said, Collecticon people was interested. I'm like, yo, let let me hit that with y'all. So it's been a vibe, man. It's been a vibe. I ain't gonna lie. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it looks cool. Like again, it's it's not always got to be so serious at the shows, and I, and I, like I said, I mean the vibe at a toy show is definitely a lot different than it is at a card show. One thing I do want to say, it's crazy because I seen Jeff Wilson. I think I seen him on his Instagram earlier talking about this. It was Jeff Wilson, and he was talking about how to bring fun back to the hobby, mm-hmm. and I thought that was so cool of him to say that because. That's what we're trying to bring to the hobby. We want people to have fun. We want people to step out. I want to bring my friends. You know, bring somebody that never had that experience and to have that experience and may be able to want to get into it and show others about it, you know? Yeah. So I cool. I seen that earlier. And I'm like, yo, that's definitely something that I'm trying to bring to the hobby for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because it could be intimidating. Somebody who has no idea, they walk into the room and there's some price tags on there. You know, people are going to get sticker shock. Where if there's something else going on that can kind of get them to feel good, get them acclimated to the room, and then maybe you know ease them into the sports cards. But yeah. you know, I, I know there's some people that don't really vibe with that. But as a whole, I think the, the hobby culture is changing. We can see it. We can see a lot of stuff that the way people used to collect is not the way people are collecting now, and then the, and not the way they're going to collect in the future. So to just have fun, and you know, you don't got to be all crazy dancing on top of people's cases but it's all good if you want to you know do a little electric slide down the, the aisle or whatever you know there you go there you go <laughs> so no, Oz no. the next time you uh the next time we're ready to show together I, you know I don't know if you know but Oz can get down a little bit you might have to get on that little uh we'll two-step see. there I, I gotta <laughs> practice a little bit little little rusty but I, I'll see what I can do <laughs> so now we was looking at your IG profile and it says you collect the following we're talking trading cards comics, video games, and toys. So I want to kind of go through each subject and let me know what's your favorite item in that particular category. So let's start with trading cards. Like what do you, what's your favorite thing when it comes to, to, to sports cards or even trading cards in general? Sports cards, trading cards. Uh, first thing with me, uh, a big fan of Kobe. I like collecting Kobe in general. Um, I've been like building a pop one collection, you know, things of that nature from like his autographs and stuff so from there pokemon definitely uh you know Charizard, you know pikachu everything from there like i'm definitely a big fan of that so when when it comes to i want to say sports card definitely i like collecting Kobe in general that's top tier and like i say trading cards pokemon dude before you get to the next one that pokemon Bro, that is so, bro. I was just at a show in New York, uh, Jersey, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was a yeah. It was a lot of Pokemon there, man. That's just a different. I'm I'm a little too old for that. Like you know, I didn't grow up on that. But the Pokemon, the it is wild. And today, our, our boy, uh, shout out Craig, New York City Sports Car, sent us a, a a chart of the cards that have been graded in the past. What is a month or something like that? Yeah. Bro, it's not even close. Pokemon's like three to one, four to one. Something like some crazy number, like, like you know, them guys never get hurt, none of that <laughs> stuff. So, like, it's yeah, the value is like continuously either going up or it stays steady. I just never seen no failing Pokemon in the fan base. It's like a what I call is a cult fan base. There, there's like, I, okay, you might see some people dress up like Kobe Bryant or like Michael Jordan at a trade show, you know. Bit. But people are going out dressed like Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it ain't no games with them. Like, they come out having fun. And 
it's like I say, it's it's a dope experience. So for that, yeah, Pokemon got like a cult following for sure. Yeah, mm. that's a, that's a whole nother world, man. Yeah, you know? and it's just amazing when you see the numbers and you just get blown away because we we always get tunnel vision when it comes to the hobby and we think it's just you know all sports, baseball, basketball, some football, and then you realize when you step out a little bit, you know, Pokemon, and you have other things like you know stranger things or or other avenues when it comes to non-sports so that's pretty dope so let's talk about some comics that you uh that you're rocking with all right so yeah dc marvel um my favorite i want to say character is probably green lantern i collect a lot um but my personal collection something i've been building for years because i i would be anticipating this um when it came to marvel uh, I've been building the collection of the Secret Wars. I'm missing like a few issues, but I almost got like the whole collection. And I'm like, you know, why not start getting it now? Start catching it for the low. I'm like maybe flip for the highs, the whole collection together. So yeah, nice. Now we got video games. Mm-hmm. Video games. I'm collecting everything. <laughs> that right there. Actually, I want to show y'all this. <laughs> Hold on, let me get this right because I want to show y'all this. I have a handheld Game Boy. It's called the Super Boy. You can play Super Nintendo games on it. Oh, on the what? Go. Can you still? Can we still get those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to say it's rare to find them. Um, yeah, I come across them every once in a while. I actually came across this like years ago from a guy that was actually in Atlanta with one, and he was the only one with it. So. Yeah. I ain't never seen one of those. That's fire, man. Yeah, that's one. That's one that I definitely keep. Um, suit, like I say, Nintendo, anything, mm-hmm. PlayStation, um, Xbox. I didn't have like GameCube. That was different for me. I didn't have GameCube, but like when it came to you know games in general, I'm collecting everything for sure. E- even if I ain't got my hands on, I'm collecting. <laughs> that's fire. Nice. And lastly, toys. Toys. So I do collect toys, whether it's like action figures or something like that. All right. I'm going to say this. from I, I think from the start of Iron Man, I have every ticket that I went to to every movie for every movie that I went to. And I plan on collecting them and sending them to PSA to get graded, come back and have a whole collection from the time. I, I don't think I got one. If I can maybe find that or something like that, but... Yeah. That's something that I definitely do when I talk about toys. Um, I also have like a sealed iPhone one. Everything from that, yeah. Uh, when I talk about toys, it's a whole bunch of stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You had the iPhone one. I, I think we were just watching uh, Jeremy Lee. He was doing like a toy auction, and they had the uh, the Apple phone, yeah. which was going for a crazy amount sealed. So you sitting on a nice little. Little gold mine there. Isn't it crazy, man? The stuff that we just toss to the side and it just people now are paying crazy money for it, yeah, man. Had all that stuff growing up and it was just like, eh. Exactly. You get done with it. Crazy. And, uh, even VHSs are like going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all that people just chasing. It's always about chasing that nostalgia, man. But I got to ask both of you guys because I want both of you guys' opinions on this. Mm-hmm. So, tops. At the Tops conference, they made a, a pretty big announcement. Mr. Bronny James 
is going to be featured in Topps Chrome McDonald's All-American. It's, it's a set. This is going to be his first autograph card. So I'm going to go to the doc first. What are you thinking on this? Because obviously his dad got the whole exclusive with Upper Deck, which in reading the article, there was some people thinking that Bronny was going to somehow or another, Bronny was going to end up with Upper Deck. You know, somehow, you know, this kid is already going to be starter, 10-time All-Star in the NBA. I guess we'll see. But besides that, you know, what are you thinking on this? Do you think this is going to be something that takes off or is just Bronny's kind of like going to kind of fizzle out? as far as collectability and all that stuff when i look at it when i look at the now it's perfect for cam it's perfect for the hobby you know it's you know we turned up we talking about it like mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? like that's good that's good for everyone because like you know if you if you hunt for that car especially for me i'm a mcdonald's all-american fan when it comes to cars i have them e-tops i don't know if y'all mm -hmm. remember yep. yeah i got shacks um, Magic Johnsons, uh, a, a, a lot, a lot of few players. I think I got like four or five of them. But for me, I always been a fan of the McDonald cards personally. But for this, I, I ain't gonna lie, I can't be nothing but a fan of it. And for Bronny, it's a good look for him right now. I don't know what he may pan out to be. I'm not saying he's gonna be his dad or something like that. Yeah. But I will say this. It's up right now, you know, and and like I said, I I feel good about it. You know, whoever catch that car, ain't no telling how much it might go for. Yeah, it's uh, I'm gonna be interested to see what when somebody first pulls that, you know, because I don't know, I don't know if it's how many there's gonna be, but just the fact that another thing too now is like, dude, it's I mean the whole with the nil, the the name image like this thing, man. You got high school kids. Like, it's all out in the open now, man. There's no more of that undercover stuff. You got high school kids selling cars. You got them selling all kinds of stuff, man. There's kids here in the local town that got deals. I'm like, geez, this is crazy, man. I'm like, man. But Oz, what are you thinking on that? Bro, it's, you know, the hobby is all about narratives, and it's all about hype. So mm -hmm. there ain't no more hype than Bronny James. When it, you know what I mean? Like, this dude's been, I, I swear he's been in high school for, like, 17 years already. It feels like... <laughs> We, we've been waiting for homeboy yeah. to come through. He feels yeah. like that kid, that Mikey Williams kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and and LeBron's just patiently waiting, buying this time to hopefully play with his son, which I think is pretty dope. Now, I'm trying to think. Let me let me ask you guys, because I can't come to mind. Now, I know there's been uh, players in the NBA that have had sons, but has there been anybody like a superstar? I know Michael Jordan had his sons that didn't pan out. Um, you know, maybe Glenn Robinson had his son, but never, you know, I don't remember a son ever surpassing like an NBA All-Stars, like, fame. I, I can't... Yeah, just Kobe. Yeah, you know Just Kobe, right. but I mean, like, as far as, yeah, or, or I should say, like, where the dad was crazy, crazy good, and then the yeah. son passed, because Kobe's obviously a better player than, than, than his father was. I, you know, maybe somebody can, can let us know, you know, that we're missing some, but I don't, I don't remember somebody off the top of my head that the dad, like, say LeBron, you know, one of the top three players of all time, for Bronny to then pass him, that's a tall task. I yeah, I yeah, that ain't, that ain't never. That's gonna be one of those. Bronny gotta have thick skin because he's always gonna yeah. be compared to his father, no matter what, no matter how much you try to get away from it. That's always gonna be a comparison there. And you know, if he could be half of LeBron, he's still gonna be a great player. But how much is that gonna weigh in on his psyche as a basketball player? You know, to try to carry that torch. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I had it. 
I had this conversation years ago, and we was talking about that. I think I was around a couple of friends who was like, yo, who is better than their dad? Like, if their dad was great, I mean, yeah, definitely Jordan, but, like, if your dad was great, mm-hmm. is there anyone that kind of surpassed their dad, you know? Um, I, I really thought about that, and I was like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't figure nobody out at that time. Yeah, I can't think of anybody in baseball. Ken Griffey Jr. comes to mind. I yeah. think he was. I didn't see his pops play, but I think Junior has you know more accolades than his father. I could be wrong, but that's just somebody who I remember seeing. But yeah, but in the NBA, I can't. I can't think of anybody, and it's tough, man. I mean, we'll see. Like you said, that that's a big thing. He's gonna have to have t- thick skin. But it's I just I'm interested to see what what happens with with that card. I mean, I like I said, I think the first one is going to be crazy money. I'm not sure how many are going to be out there. And I mean, what what's kind of stinks is all the other kids in, in the game are probably like, yo, what what about me, man? Yeah, but, yeah. It, there's a I've been interested in. I actually, and like I bought his um rookie card recently. Okay, Wambe. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, uh he has that um. At kids, kids sports illustrated. Mm-hmm. So I had to grab that and like, yo, I want to get it graded or whatnot. I, I think he's gonna be nice. I I don't know how what he's gonna pan out to be, but that dude look like he's gonna be incredible. Yeah, and there's a lot he of hype got, around him. He got handles. He he can shoot. Take mm-hmm. it to the hole. Big as hell. I mean, yeah, he 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 got all the intangibles. Everything you need. He yeah. needs to put some weight on, but um. But we'll we can see. say the same thing about Kevin Durant. He he was all right. <laughs> yeah, but Kevin Durant is just a different different animal, man. As, uh, all right, brother. Oh, before we get to the last uh, question, Doc, let everybody know where they can find you, your content, when you're on. You know, I know you sometimes you have some live stuff. Just what what do you got coming up? Just far as with me, Instagram, catch me there. Facebook, catch me there. Everything is Dr. Collectible. Um, also, Twitter. Doc Collectibles. Uh, I'm trying to fight for that Doc Collectibles. I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it, though. But uh, that as well. TikTok. On TikTok. YouTube. Doing the shorts. Putting a lot of content out on there. TikTok is definitely rolling in, too, as well. Um, so I'm definitely everywhere. You can catch me on there. And as well, rebuilding my website. Um I was able to sell a lot of merch this year, which is pretty cool. Sold out on merch and the nice. rebuild the website is under construction right now, but I'm gonna get that back on as well. Gotcha. So when I when I when I look at you as as a whole, you know, I'm like I see the the future of the hobby. It's like I said, it, it's changing little by little the landscape of the whole thing. And I think what you got going on in the long run might be might be the norm. I mean, as opposed to just sitting in some dark uh, little room where they sell cards and it's not, you know, it's all dingy and stuff. I think that's going to start going by the wayside and things are just going to kind of pick up a little bit for the hobby in general. Yeah. So, something to say with that too. I'll make it real quick. You hit a point. And what I mean by you hit a point, I sat back for a whole year. I don't tell too many people, but I sat back for a whole year. And checked out the landscape before I had a logo. I wanted to see how the hobby moved, things of that nature. I'm like, okay, when I got my logo ready, when I got my identity, I said, yep, I'm finna go. I'm finna start putting out content. But I, but like I said, I watched people. You know, I I looked at different content, seeing like 
how people react in the hobby in general. For me, I never made content in the hobby at all. So, and that was like three years ago. So, like, now it's like, okay. So, I see what you're saying. It is moving forward to that direction. Like, you got, mm-hmm. man, like you say, PSA Poppy, like, people moving in the hobby and getting it fun and getting it interested. It's already interesting, but mm-hmm. it ain't numbers and, and sales. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more to it than than just that. Yeah, yeah. You just, you know, with the hobby, it's just like you got to have a vision, and that's what you had. You had your vision, and you just waited. You bided your time, but then you got your brand together. You got everything going. Speaking of which, if somebody wants to get that dope hat and that nice shirt, where do they got to go again? Oh yeah, dotcollectible.com, which um, I'm working on the website, which is under construction, and they can get it there. Uh, I've been working on the Shopify as well. Uh, so right now, actually, with two of my uh, distributors or whatnot, I've been talking to them about getting a whole bunch of stuff. I, I noticed that people like the black hats a lot. Yeah. Back in jeans. And, and they nice, too. I'm, I'm going to get a lot in, but I'm definitely getting a lot more of the black hats. Like, oh, that's dope. Oh, okay, nice. Got the little side logos there. Nice. Yeah. So, it's like I said, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I wanted to make my brand fun. You know, I wanted to make two on the word and look cool when i think about myself it definitely is about the hobby because that's what i'm all about and love but it's like yeah it's clothing too it's also doing partnerships you know i did a sponsorship recently with my first um my first athlete um which is pretty cool dan williams the third play for the xfl check him out mm-hmm. you know it's, it's definitely about the hype but it's like okay this is a brand you know <laughs> So piggybacking off of that, let's talk about what the future holds for Dr. Collectible. So what are you looking to accomplish with your collection and your brand for the rest of 2023 and beyond, man? So for me and my brand, I'm looking at it like this. I'm definitely trying to make it to where this is how I make a living completely out the way. And, and what I say is that how I'm working on this is that I'm trying to make money without having to sell a car. And that's by partnerships is that, you know, that's doing um sponsorship deals. It's that's, you know, finding ways like, yo, the hobby is is fun. Like, yo, it's ways than more than just selling cars. And like I said, you can keep your PC. And I'm all about selling cars too, all day. But there's more than just that. It's ways of being able to make a living. I talked to a guy recently. He, he he went to 40 shows last year, and that's all he did. Felt, I mean, but at the same time, he able to live life. He's able to do what he enjoys, and he does it with a, by making a living from it, traveling. You know, that might be another love of his, you know? So mm-hmm. the hobby can bring so much. And like I say, for me, that's what I want to do for myself. I want to enjoy the hobby every day. I put out content and I'm doing work and making a living from it and being able to, you know, enjoy what I do on an everyday basis. I think that's the best part and cool part about Dr. Collectible and how I want to try to move forward with myself. I think you're a little younger than us, man, but you, you got, you seem like you got things figured out, man. So pretty, yeah, I, I, we can appreciate that, man. I, and we wish you nothing but success going forward. And hopefully uh, one day when you blow up, I'm like, yo, remember we had the doc on the show? 
The doc already blew up, bro. What you talking about? When he blow, blow, blows up. Like, <laughs> boom. Like, where, where he got the gold, uh, where he's wearing the gold jacket. When he's wearing the gold, the gold jacket. I love it. I love it. I love the whole brand. Now, doc, let's, let's end this like we always do. And it's just, we love to give, have our guests give advice to people that are either coming into the hobby brand new and don't really have a direction or people that have been here a while. And might be lost in the sauce and trying to figure out what they want to do. So what advice would you give to somebody in order to be successful? First off, I, I, I recently talked about this, but I look at the rules of the hobby for me. Uh, first thing is, is um, you know, networking, uh, creating relationships. You want to create them relationships. You want to do that because when you do that, uh, friends, you get other connections. You, you know, you, you build in your web of network. You have to show your face in the hobby. You don't have to, but if you're definitely trying to get out here and be definitely be successful, what if it's selling cars? I mean, you got to learn how to negotiate. You got to know this. Like, you don't want to go in here as like, you know, a chicken with his head cut off. So for that, that's my first thing. The other thing is this. Collect what you love. You want to do that. Because at the end of the day, don't worry about the sales. Don't treat cars like the stock market. That's something that I heard Ken Golden say, you know, as far as like, you know, you, you don't want to like treat it like that. And the thing is this, have fun with what you collect, because if it doesn't sell or it doesn't sell for the price you want or, you know, you're stuck with that car, that's that's what you love. That's why I stick to Coke. You know, if I sell, I sell. But if I don't, I don't. It's my collection. It's what I love. And the other thing is, is um, I heard what Prism guy said. Um, forget the comps and it's not a bad thing I don't mind comps but my thing is this if I have a car and someone sells it for like $20,000 and it's a $50,000 car me and this other person got it same grade and everything and they sell it for $20,000 my thing is this we don't know what they've been going through or why they decide to sell for that low they maybe knew a friend we don't know but now it became public I shouldn't have to sell my car at that same price. Why? Because that person sold it for that price. That 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 doesn't make sense to me. But I get comps when it comes to a large variety of cars, but not like one of ones or things of that nature. Like or small pop pop cars when it comes to. It's my thing. Is this? If I got a car, me and this other person in the world has it, and I want to sell for fifty thousand, I have every right to sell fifty thousand. It's my car. But other than that. Wait on the next person to do it, or once again, collect what you love. You won't have to worry about it. So yeah. that that's to telling people in the hobby that's getting to it or that's into it, you know, find your way. And I, I like that because especially like you said, with, with rare cards, because those don't come up very often. And somebody could be going through some trouble. They need the money. So they're willing, they're, you know, what do they call a motivated seller to go ahead and get that money ASAP. They know they need it, so they'll sell it for whatever. And they might be just trying to get out of the card game, period. Now, the people that are still left in the game that have that other card that might might be a pop, too. You know, now everybody, the, you know, the sharks are in the water, the blood's in the water. They're like, oh, and I can get this joint that was selling for 50. I can get it for 25. And it's like, nah, nah. Because, you know, that card is always going to be as much as that person is willing to pay for it. So if you love that card and you're not willing to come up off of it, there's no, no you know, nothing wrong with that. So I can appreciate that. That's that's a good way of looking at that, man. I hadn't really thought of it like that. We don't know what's going on. That guy could have had a hole in the roof or something, you know, all kinds of stuff. So 
I like that. So I'm going to yeah, go I mean, reprice you know, my it, cards right yeah, now. <laughs> if it's a card that everybody has, everybody in their mom's high pop counts, you know what I mean? And, and there's 50 of them selling a day. You can't be like, well, you know, I know there was 50 that sold for that, but I'm going to keep my, you know, then they'd be like laughing at you. But like you said, rare cards, pop twos, less than pop 10, you know what I mean? And yeah, you can, you can make that whatever you want, man. Mm-hmm. And then if you love it, uh, I'm more than happy to keep this. You know what I mean? I love, I love Kobe. So either way, I'm good. That's beautiful. Collect what you love, man. Dr. Collectible, like I said, in the building, we appreciate you coming on board. This was fun. This was great. Very informative, man. And like, dude, there's a lot of people that come in on, on, on our show. And then I see you and I just see like your, your tip, you know, scratching the the tip of the iceberg, bro. This thing's about to blow up. I, I see your, your brain just going to the next level. And that's not just me talking, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is for real, for real. I feel that. I like your vibe. I see what you're doing. And uh, I like the fact that you're trying to do it without selling cards, you know, just going and seeing the different avenues that the hobby can offer and then trying to capitalize on all that. I think that's super dope, man. No, man. Appreciate it. It's a different mindset for me. Like, you know, get it's hard giving away cards sometimes, especially what you love. So I was like, man, I want to really keep my PC. I don't want to keep having to sell my PC all the time. It's like, let me try to find another avenue to way to make money in a hobby and buy what I still love. Yeah. And you know what? I Tony knows. Like I, I whatever I collect, I'm collecting it because I had an interest in that particular card or that pick particular piece of memorabilia or that toy or that video game. So it's like I want that for my collection. You know, I bought it for a reason. So if I were to set up a show, I don't have, you know, show inventory that, okay, separate from where my P- my PC is. My PC is my PC. That's what I would be selling. So every time I go to a show and I set up, I feel like I'm losing pieces of me. I'm like, man, I bought that for a reason. And now it's gone and I probably might never get that back. So it's a hurt piece. So yeah. I, I think that's amazing that you're like, you know what? I'm just going to keep my PC and I'm going to figure out a way to still be in the hobby, still collect what I love, but still make money. And, you know, go full time in this. I think that's super, super dope, bro. Nah, definitely, man. Definitely. I, I definitely let some cars go, go away, you know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. But also, you know, and then capitalize from it and learn how to embrace them situations and put your money where your mouth is and make things happen for yourself. So, nah, I agree, man. It's, it's, that, it's hard giving away, man. Definitely being hard giving away cars. <laughs> I want to get. I'm going to give a shout out to Pops though for 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 steering you in the right direction. You know what I mean? Giving you that that little motivation back in the day, the whole cleaning part, and you took that and you ran with it. And uh, you know, so that that's cool, man. But I think uh, Tony, you have anything else you want to say, bro? Nah, man. Again, just thanks for joining us. Like I said, man, good luck going forward. It's, it's going to be fun watching you, uh, watching your hobby journey, man, for yeah. sure. And make sure, like we said, the Friday night. At the uh, the national, we're gonna have that trade night, so we gotta make sure we're looking for Doctor Collectible in the building. We're gonna have some mics, we're gonna have some music. So either you are gonna be on the mic or you are gonna be dancing, doing one or the one <laughs> or the other. I gotta tell you, Cuzzo, the more and more we talk about the national and the Wolfpack hobby trade night, the more excited I get, bro. I would love to get out there and kick it with our boy, Dr. Collectible. Have him show me how to do the hobby step. Friday night in Chicago was turning out to be a can't-miss event. 
So hit us up for further details if you're interested in attending. I'd like to thank once again, Mr. Dr. Collectible for coming on and blessing us with his collecting journey. We are definitely looking forward to collabing down the road. We appreciate you, brother. With that being said, if you like what you're hearing, give us a follow, rate, review, subscribe, and spread the cousin's gospel. And as always, keep focused, keep positive, and keep collecting. Ayo Tone, bring the beat back.